Hey, hi everyone. Welcome to our next edition of the uh, pot to the Tickle Me Comedy Podcast with uh, Isaac and Dylan. Uh, you probably notice there's no Isaac tonight. I don't know. He's missing in action. Actually, he had a, a, another engagement that he couldn't get with us. But uh, so I'm going to try my best to host uh, the whole show tonight. Yeah, it's a new experience for me. So uh, we're going to have some fun. Uh, tonight's show is brought to you by Makers and Finders, where we're at. Uh, you'll hear some background noise. It's great customers having some great food and drink. It's a great time. We're down here in the uh, Arts District of Las Vegas on Main Street. So if you're down here, stop in at, at Makers and Finders. Some good food. You can see that we're going to be different format tonight. We're going to eat while we talk. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So joining me tonight are two great local comedians. We're going to spend some time talking to them and find out about them. To my left is Louis Bruce. How you guys doing, man? All right, glad to be here. And to my Appreciate right, you. go for it. And to my right is Jeremy Flores. Hello. So also glad to be here. How great. So we're going to, it's got, our, our night tonight is going to be real informal. We're just going to have a conversation and just kind of talk about how our comedy is going. And so let me start with, let me start with Louis. Louis. So during the pandemic, for that whole last 90 days or so, what have you been doing to keep yourself sharp as a tack with your comedy? I've just been watching other comedy comedians, man. You know, uh, just watching the good people like Chappelle, watching, you know, Chappelle put out a special. And then really, this has been a very interesting time because some comedians that are doing Zoom comedy shows, I haven't been invited to do one yet. But I've been watching them to see what I wouldn't do and what I would do, you know. Uh, then I seen, uh, shout out to Stephen Briggs. Stephen Briggs had just did a show, but the cars was right there. So I've just been looking at scenarios. I haven't been invited to do one yet, but i just been kind of seeing what people are doing and, you know, just staying tuned in like that. Like, what's the crowd reaction to the Zoom? Like, I noticed a lot of comedians are going live, Instagram live, Facebook live putting their, they're like pinning their cash app on the post, like right there. I'm like, yo, that's a good idea, yeah. you know? I had an opportunity, I did one of the Zoom comedy shows. Okay. And uh, as we talked about in the last podcast, it was really different because you're not getting any feedback. Good. And so, but the good part about it was, as I, as I said before, I got to put my set list right under the camera so I could, I didn't have to remember what I was doing. <laughs> next joke, next yeah, joke. Next joke, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe even funnier. Comedy. And so, uh, and then you mentioned um, Stephen Briggs' drive-in um, comedy show. We yeah. did one of those a couple weeks ago. Is that right? We did. We were over at uh, Freshwater Studios, W-A-T-A. And oh, yeah. Phil just did one. I, yeah, I just yeah, saw yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Did you see yeah. it? Yeah. I know. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. I was one of the comedians. And uh, that was an interesting. We'll get to you in a minute, Where Jim. was that? It was over at Freshwater Studios over on, uh, like, Valley View. Mm-hmm. Kind of behind the, the new Raiders Stadium. By where? Over on, on uh, what did I just say, uh, Valley View. Okay. Um, where was it? Where was it hosted? Uh, it was everywhere. They sold tickets. Uh, Freshwater did the, the market. I mean, was it Zoom? Was it a Zoom comedy show? Oh, no, show? no, no, no. It was uh, a live cast. Oh. Well, it was a live show, and then we had a, a video crew there. And uh, there were, at one point, there were seven cameras running around the place. And what they're doing with it is they're editing it and doing post-production. And it'll, it's going to turn into either a... Um, uh, uh, Netflix special or a uh, uh, Amazon Prime special. Oh wow! So it's it's gonna hopefully it's gonna be a, a pretty good deal. I hope everybody out there gets an opportunity to, to see it. But um, 
talking about feedback, what we did was, so there were a bunch of cars, and because um, you guys don't know, so I'll review. So we had a bunch of cars in the parking lot, and we'd set up a stage in front of the loading docks, and um, there were some picnic tables, and so people were either sitting in their cars, or they were yeah, sitting at the yeah, picnic tables. Yeah, yeah. And for feedback, instead of applauding, some people applauded, but they were honking their horns. Yeah, that's yeah, what I seen with Steve Debris, right? Yeah, Making the lights, yep. honking their horn, like, okay, that's, a little, was, that's, was, all, that's a little better than the laugh, right? Yeah, because it was, it's louder. Instant. Yeah, yeah, but you I know? mean, it was weird. He would say a joke, and then yeah. it would be like horns honking. Yeah. Like a random it's, horn. It's different. It's different. That was the same experience that we had over at Freshwater. <laughs> so so when the, when the um, um, special comes out, um, Make sure you see it. So. Hey, that's funny though. Imagine like your joke doesn't go. I don't know. There's no horn. No yeah, like, oh. Still in a bunch of cars, like crickets. <laughs> oh man. What, <laughs> what I thought was really cool is you know how we always ask who's from out of town. Well, we could just see the license plates from the out of town people. Oh, those yeah, are New yeah. York plates. Those oh, are yeah. Massachusetts plates. Hey, I see you from Michigan. <laughs> that was pretty cool. So, Jeremy, like, introduce yourself and tell us tell us about what you've been doing during this pandemic. Uh, okay, my name is Jeremy Flores. I've been a comic here in Vegas for ever since like oh, wow. '99, yeah, 2000 when I started. Um, basically, during the pandemic, I had a a lot of shows lined up in July and August. I was supposed to um, do some casinos. I was I, I was with a guy named Roy Haber, who's a national comedian. He travels all over the country. That's what he does for a living. He is in his car like every day. And him and I were doing a gonna do shows from here up the West Coast all the way into Vancouver, Canada, and uh, everything got canceled. Like I had two months worth of gigs canceled. So actually with me, I've taken this time to kind of regroup as a comic. Like it's almost, it's almost been like a writing thing. Like just not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm anxious to get on stage now, but for the two months that it happened, it was actually kind of okay for me, I guess. I was like, I want to take a little, break from it for a second restructure like louis said watch a watch a bunch of comedians just see you know just kind of do more of the educational part than the training part, i guess you know and uh i am anxious to get back out there but i'm not in a rush same with me i i uh i used that that couple months to do some writing i'm not as far into comedy as you guys you guys have been doing it forever so i'm not that far so i i, I took the opportunity uh, to do some, to write some new material, uh, to just kind of practice my sets and my timing. I, mean, I was having an issue with with timing. I, I was doing. I don't know if you guys have done this, but like I would set up a set list, or they tell me hey, you got seven minutes or whatever. So I set up a set list, and then um, I'm trying to get through it, but it's taking me longer. And then you have to kind of in your head readjust your set. Well, see, that's another thing. Like, what you need to do with that, I had that. I know exactly what you're talking about. And what my problem would be was, some places I have to do 45 minutes, some places only 15, some places five, yep. some places 30. So you kind of have to know those sets, and you only yep. get that through practice. Yep. And so when somebody says, "Hey, you have 10 minutes," then you kind of know what your 10 minutes yep. set is. Like that's it's all practice that's good I, that, that was my good learning experience for for this pandemic break that we had um 
I, I, I was a little concerned with it being kind of forced on us. You know, we didn't plan to have this. Like you said, Not we, had, we had things already set up. We had shows that were ready to go, and everything got canceled at the last second. How about you, Louie? Did you get, uh, did you have a bunch of shows canceled? Uh, actually, I didn't, because um, I really, going back to like 2017, I was already kind of on a, on a path that was slightly interrupted by the pandemic, but um, I came to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm getting a little older now, you know, and I'll be, I'll be 45 in August. So I'm like, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's probably time to diversify my skills, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I see a lot of, you know, comedy, you know, as with comedy, you can do it at any age. However, the level you can do it at kind of well, diminishes. Well, see, that's another thing, because like <clears throat> you said, um, I don't want to be stuck in that. When I was in my 30s, I'm, I'm like Louie, I'm, I'll be 49 this year. Right. And I didn't want to get stuck in just doing Vegas comedy over yeah, and over yeah, and over oh, and over. Right, it's yeah. like, you got to... You gotta shoot. You gotta put your name out to a booker and say, "Hey, yep. this is me. Here's my stuff." Blah 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 blah. But with this pandemic, so I started doing that with TV shows and stuff. And uh, I was actually on Catch Twenty One with Alfonso Ribeiro, you know, the game show. And uh, Animal Planet had gotten a hold of me, and I was a candidate to host one of their new shows. Mm. They, they got a hold of me. This guy from Pennsylvania, all this stuff. And two days later, this pandemic hits, man. So they said uh -huh. everything's gonna be on hold till after this whole thing is 100% cleared. So it's like, you know, that's the part I'm kind of upset yeah. with. It is I, I'm trying to diversify, like Louis mm -hmm. said, and do mm -hmm. different things other than just straight stand. -up. Right. Yeah. Because we don't know when it's gonna end. We don't know. Um, you don't. Like the, the Tickle Me Comedy Club, the, the Eclipse Theater. We can't. We can't open that until the. So the Eclipse Theater is comfortable with opening. They, they it are, looks like we're kind of going backwards now I know, instead I know. of forward. But, right. Look how close we sit. We're not even again. socially distant right now. Yeah. We're just like, we are. Well, on TV. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 you know, and then this is six inches. Yeah, that's right. So we're really 12 feet apart. <laughs> it just makes you look bigger. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so um, you know, one of the things I always like to do. We we interview comics every every week, and one of the things I really enjoy doing, and hopefully you guys can play along with me, is I like to talk about the best set you ever had and the worst set you ever had. So let's start off with the worst set. So um, for me, I'll start off. For me, it was oh my gosh. This is oh I, I can remember this set. There were I don't know who these people where these people came from, but it was over at the Eclipse. And every joke I told I, I, the night before, I killed with the same stuff. And the audience was a little bit smaller than the previous night. And everything I said, it just kind of got like stone faced. It looked like Mount Rushmore out there. But, oh, Mount Rushmore is politically correct right now. Don't be talking about that. But, um, so that was kind of the worst one that I ever had. How, how about you, Lee? Man, you know what? There's been a lot of worse. But, yeah, oh, yeah, there's a lot I mean, of worse. But how about this? I would say probably the worst one I've ever had. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say for me, not the crowd, but for me, I was doing a, it was an open mic. This is a long time ago. Like, some friends I went to school with came in to watch the show and I was kind of excited about it but I had a joke that I did that was about crippled people you know what I'm saying you know like people that walk with the limp and I did the limp and I did all of that and so the front like my friends sat like in the front row they sat there little in the front row 
and I'm, you know, you know, you do the joke, and you like, you looking for that feedback, like it's coming, it's coming, and they're looking at me like, oh yeah, like literally, like just like that. So during the course of the show, my one of my friends got up off the table, and she walked exactly like I just did that joke. That was she had gotten a car wreck. Oh, and she no. was crippled oh, from that. No. And I'm sitting here talking about it. I feel so bad. <laughs> I just saw her like two years ago. And I still apologize. This happened like 15 years ago. Oh, and I apologize. And she was like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, but in that moment, in her oh, face, it was oh, not okay. Oh, it was not okay. It's okay. I do a lot of cripple jokes. So it's okay. And then like the best, the best show I did, I was in Stockton. I did a show for my, a buddy of mine. He's a recovering addict. And so he tapped into that market, man. He picks, he packs out a theater, 300 people, 200 people, and he was doing like a monthly show. And I came out there and did that show, man. It was, man, like, just, you ever get excited from the playback? Yeah. Like, I was listening to it. It's yeah. on YouTube. It just I'm like, yeah, man. It's like those, hitting home it was runs, like, dude. Boom, I felt so good. That night, I felt like I had just arrived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you, Jerry? <laughs> well, me. I, I absolutely, I absolutely 100% remember the worst show, and the worst show is, so the first time I ever tried stand-up, I had about 50 friends come, to, it was a place, it was Davey O's old place, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Norma, alright, this was called the La Bombardier, it was on uh, Sahara, it's where that Statue of Liberty, yeah, yeah. But Down now there. it's a gay bar. Right, right. I know <laughs> so, you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. But, so that was the first. And me and Gooch used to go there all the time until they found out he was 19 and couldn't go anymore. But so, <laughs> ah, so, hey. so I had all my friends there. It was my first night ever doing stand-up, and I, I crushed it. I did good because my friends are there. Everybody was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the second night I ever did stand-up, I got in a contest at the Comedy Stop at the Trough. And I'm like, oh, this stand-up thing is easy, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you so I go confidence. out there. It was like me against two other girls, and I just eat shit. And I mean, I <laughs> ate shit for, for the 10 minutes they gave me or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, because Jimmy Walker, J.J. Walker was the host. And right as I was going out there, he goes, remember, you can't cuss. And he was kidding. Mm. So I'm all, oh my God, Shit like, I, the like, I had so much material and half of it was the word fuck. Right. <laughs> so I'm right. like, oh my God, I'm Pussy dead, bar, I'm dead, big, I'm dead. Oh so I go out there and I do my thing and I leave and I'm like, oh my God. So they go, okay, we're going to bring out the three contestants. And as the girls were in front of me, right before I turn the curtain, I hear a guy out in the audience say, Damn, I hope they didn't pick that guy because he fucking sucked. And I was you actually like, heard him say that? Oh, yeah. Oh heard God. it clear as That's day. Hilarious. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm I'm never doing this again. Ever, ever, ever. And then uh, some lady was like, oh, you should keep doing it. And I was like, yeah, I'll try. But that was the worst night. Best night was actually, um, I've had a couple of good ones. But uh, the last time I did a show last year at the Santa Ana Star Casino in uh Albuquerque, New Mexico. Been there. Yeah, it's a um, the stage is the place. It's a two-story yep. venue. A two. It looks like a balcony seating, yep. you know. Yep. And um, man, I just couldn't go wrong that night. Like everything, <laughs> it was just hitting. Those hitting, are great nights, hitting. aren't they? Yeah. Um, it was just good night. They're one of those good nights, you know. But I get a few of those every once in a while. That's always good. Honorable mention when we did the uh, show in. Uh, 
Kingman. Was that Kingman? Or oh, was that Wade? Kingman was a good one, too. Who, who was that, who was that place? About it. Uh, that Route 66. Route 66, bar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was I a mean, good I mean, we were like stars that night. Yeah. Man. We did and the show. We yeah, a, and it was like during the World Series of the Yankees yep. or something. So, mm-hmm. like, there were, there were some people there, and it was just a good show. Like, as a matter of fact, afterwards. We hung out at the we place. We hung yeah. out at the, a different, the, all the locals took us to a bar. Yeah. Me, me and Louie and uh, Reggie. Nice. Yep, yeah, yep. We, we went, that was in Kingman, and that was a fun one because they they put us up. In, I mean, most put of us in the room, we got to eat. I mean, yeah, it was most, nice. yeah, like most of the venues do that, but it was just cool to get out of Vegas, but not have to drive too far. Yeah. It's only an hour. Right, 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 right. So, so I uh, the best one I ever did was an impromptu. It was wasn't booked. It was just a, a, an afterthought. I uh, I was on a cruise ship. And I got in a conversation with the cruise director, and I said, hey, um, do you guys have, like, open mic? Do you have a comedy show? Oh, no, we don't have anything like that. I said, well, I'm a comic. How about, uh, how about if uh, I open for one of your shows? And she goes, I don't know. And a couple of days later, I saw her, and she goes, yeah, go ahead. You can open for the show, this particular show. And I thought it was pretty amazing because... This is the best day you this had? Is, this oh, is the best thank one. God it wasn't the worst. I know, right? They throw me overboard, right? So... <laughs> what I was really, she didn't know what kind of comedy I did. I think it was because I had like a real business card that oh, said, I, well, I'm a comedian. So it probably added some like credibility to me. Here's like, oh. Uh, yeah, so um, in the, on cruise ships, they have this, this central area, the central atrium, and it goes all the way up through the ship. Each deck it has, it has uh, you can see down. And so the show was going to be there. And so she says, okay, so be there at a particular time. And she introduced me, and she didn't give me any time limit. And there were probably, on each level, there was probably, told them all up, there was probably three or 400 people watching this thing. And it was just, I couldn't say anything wrong. It was an awesome time. And, and the best part about it was, it wasn't even booked, it wasn't even planned. And I didn't get paid for it either. But well, that, that was what I said, I would have been the best part. Yeah. You know, I, I gotta tell you something, and I forgot about this. One time, I had something kind of like that happen. So, you know, when you're a comic, you don't have a whole lot of money, obviously, yeah. unless you're family does and then you say yeah. I want to be a comedian daddy yeah. <laughs> but uh, there was one time I was dressing up for my friend's company for kids parties and I would dress up like the Hulk or this and that so we go to we do one at Vinnie Favorito's house that had the show and uh, my buddy was like hey you know he's a comedian this and that and he goes hey dude you did so good with the kids. He goes, why don't you do this? Why don't you come to the Flamingo, and during my set, I'll stop it and let you do five minutes. I was like, are you kidding me? And he goes, no. So I was like thinking, oh, he's just saying that in front of his friends. Well, mm-hmm. he called me, and he's like, hey, do you want to do it? I was like, yeah. Go to the Flamingo. So I'm waiting, waiting. I'm like, oh, he forgot or whatever. Halfway through his show. So he stops in the middle of his show and says, come on up. I did ten minutes and it was cool, and then I left. But it, there were he had a he had a showroom, so it was like yeah. cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah. That was at the Flamingo. Yeah. Now he plays poker on TV. Yeah. You, you, as you oh yeah, he's still he's still in Vegas. Yeah. Well, he does the poker. He's on. You know those late night TV okay. poker things. He's okay. one of the regulars on that. Oh okay. Like okay. Uh, as you're telling that story, it reminded me of another another cruise I was on. And in the, sh- in the showroom, there was this headliner comic. So you're one of the rich comics because no, no, you no. go on cruises yeah, well. all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the bilge. But um, so he was in the showroom, and my wife and I were there. And so, you know, I'm a big guy. 
and I always sit in the front row. And what happens to the big guys in the front row? You talk I always about. get picked on. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this guy starts picking on us one night, and my wife had him laughing hysterically. Told her, told him that she drove a Pinto. And he goes, what kind of stereo you got? And she goes, A-track tape player. So anyway, he th and then he asked no me, doubt. he asked that question, what do you do? Uh, I'm a comedian. And he goes, oh, that's pretty good. So a couple days later, we went back to his show, and the same thing happened. Right in the middle of his show, he goes, he was going to play the guitar, and he says, uh, all right, so we have a famous comedian here. And he handed me the mic, and he took like five or six minutes for him to tune his guitar. And I had the audience roar, but it was the same kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, just same project pulled you up, yeah. So let me, let, me, let me move to a different subject a little bit. So when, you go, when you're out in the public and they ask what you do, and you say you're a comedian, what is the first thing that happens to you? Oh, they I say, get sized up. Do you? Well, I then they ask up. you to tell you a joke. Yeah. Oh, tell me a joke. Yeah, what do you, you know? do? I, I always, I, I just always say, well, I don't really do jokes, I do bits. So, right. like, like stories, stuff, like, I, just, I try to brush that off. I don't like being yeah. like, oh, hey, waka waka. Like, I remember once time, <laughs> this, this, uh, this is before I was married, but this lady I was trying to talk to, uh, she invited me over her house. But when I got to her house, we was watching a football game, right? I got to the house, and the ex-husband was there, too. The ex-husband, so they still, they're still friends. Like, so I'm like, no, it wasn't like that, but I'm thinking, like, this is weird. weird. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about this weird. the whole time. Yeah, and then, like, this is weird. Well, and she I'm already knew I was a comedian, right. so she was trying to brag about me. She was saying, like, yeah, Louis, Louis's a comedian. And, and like, up, up until that point, I'm the kind of person, this is my thing. Like, when I come into a room, like, you have two types of people. You have people that, that, that engulf, the but room. then there are people that draw it in and yeah. take in there. That's me. Yeah, me too. I'm observing everything, what's funny. Like, she's rocking back and forth. I start yeah. doing stuff like that. Yeah, like, so, nervous energy. Yeah, everybody's looking at me like, uh, wait, wait, you wait. haven't been funny that's all right. night. <laughs> and I'm like, they expect it. That's our producer, Sammy, that he's talking about. That's right, Sammy the producer. Shout Sammy out to her. Yep. So, Thank I'm looking, you, I'm like, I just, I just said like this. I said, well, you know, I mean, well, let me just say this. It's a little weird that I'm sitting right here with the ex-husband and the and the chick, and I'm about to bang the chick. And I said, <laughs> I said that. They were, they were like, it was like, oh. they know what to laugh. And they were like, like, oh, like, oh snap. Well, hey, you. So Louie and I, we both drove rideshare because that's what right. anybody oh, yeah. who's an actor, comedian, anything, oh, especially in LA, that's what you do. You drive rideshare because you don't miss auditions anymore. Right, like, right. Know, back in the day. If you were an actor, you were a waiter, and you had to try to, it was an issue. Now everybody just rides, rides here. You sure. have an open schedule. But with what you just said, would you, I would never tell the people that were in my car, I was oh, a comedian, no. until they, uh, they were almost where I needed to drop them off. Right, so right. Like a bunch of chicks drunk right. in your car, they're like, tell me a joke. I made that mistake a million oh, times. Man. Oh, I do, I gotta do stand up after I drop you off. Oh, really? Tell me a joke. Right, it's like, right. oh, I know there I are some comedians I know that, that give out their cars in the lift car. Really? Like I don't give out. I'm in a lift drive. I'm not even thinking like that unless they get in there laughing with me. Yeah. I may joke with them a little bit. Yeah. Because I'll jab it in. I'm a comedian now. Yeah. But yeah, man. I don't even. I hated no that. Way. I hate that. I, you do. You hate it. You're like, oh, tell me a joke. It's like, come on, man. You know, like, oh, you a stripper? You a stripper? Yeah. Show yeah. me your titty. Show me a titty. Yeah. 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 Like, make me some fries. Do me some of that stripper stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. I like it. Make me some fries. So, so let's change gears a little bit. Let's talk about um, how you got into comedy and what what your what your um, what your um, I lost my thought. What your 
What your elbow is. Oh, what that kind of thing. Yeah, so we'll start with you, Jeremy. Okay. Me, I started because ever since I was 16, like 100 now, 49. When I was 16, I had this notebook that I just wrote stuff. And I always liked comedy. Like, I watched Delirious, Eddie Murphy's Delirious when I was 12. I had a, when we would go on our, in high school, when we'd go on our trips for sports, I would always bring my Richard Pryor cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. And uh, to this day, my friend is named Fist Sandwich. I, that's his nickname because Richard Pryor does a bit about that. But when, when I moved here to go to college in 91, I'm from Barstow, California. <laughs> that's a joke in itself. But uh, <laughs> when, I, when I moved here, my buddy came to me, he moved here with me, and he goes, all right. He goes, I signed you up for an open mic with stand-up comedy. You have two weeks to prepare. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shit. And I did. You did what? And then, uh, yeah, then I just, he signed me up, and I did my first one, and been doing it ever since. So what is the, what is the MO of your comedy? See, mine, I started, that's why I was so terrible at stand-up when I first started, was because I tried to emulate, like, Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor, which is a storytelling type comedy, and uh, but the thing is, is when you become a storytelling comic, which is like most comedians, you gotta learn not to just drag something that's funny to your friend is not gonna be funny to an audience unless right. you. There's a way to do and it. And how old were you? I was twenty-six when I started. That's a little harder at that age to have a story because you're still yeah, still growing. You're still young, yeah. You yeah. haven't went through the divorces and the no. failed yeah. situations. He's you haven't you gotta you know. Right. Yeah, I did yeah. a couple breakups before I got good. Right, right. That's that pain. That pain, man. Pain, you gotta have some pain. You gotta have some pain. Yeah, you said it right there, man. That's like, it. That's what it is. Like for me, when I, I got, I didn't even realize that. You're right because of my immaturity. Yeah, yeah. You think about what you were talking about then right. versus what you could talk about now. It's uh, major yeah. difference. Lots more experience. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's smart. Right. That's, that's exactly. I had to look at that like I couldn't talk about this now. I can talk about it now. Because you've lived it, but that is brilliant. Man. I never thought about that. That's I mean, right. absolutely. That's a good. That's you think Chappelle was talking about the same thing when he started at fifteen? Right. And right. he could talk about now. Not at all. Got to go through it. How about you? Well, me, man, I got I got into comedy by default because <laughs> no, for real, I was I was I was with a young lady who was living together, and I lost my job, man. So I was I wasn't working, and you know, you around the house, ain't kicking in, it starts getting a little tense. So one night we was sitting there, I'm just, man, I'm just racking my brain, like, what can I do? I don't want this job, I want that job. And Comic View came on TV. There's a show called Comic View. It's called BET. Man, and Comic View, it got to the point where they were doing, like, best of episodes. Best of all other bits about this, jokes about that. And so I've been watching them. I started recording them. Like, I think I could do that. You know, in my mind, I thought all you had to do was show up, <laughs> get on the stage, and tell some jokes, and that's it. What? So I went down, yeah, I went I went down to the comedy club in Sacramento, man, this place called Laughs Unlimited, and they had an open mic on Wednesdays. So I went down there thinking I'm going to go on the stage, and then the guy was like, everybody that's taking this comedy class is going up, and then all you guys that are left can get on. So I, I sat there for like three weeks. Where was that? Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Oh, like Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't get up for like three weeks. And I'm like, yo. So I met one of the guys in the class. And he said, just sit in the class and see if you like it. 
I'm like, there's a class for funny? I didn't never, I never yeah. knew so I'm like, <laughs> no, they I didn't know they had stand-up teaching, so I went in there and listened, and I watched it, and I was like, nah, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. I think I can do something, so I said, I got to find another way to get on stage. So a friend of mine had a poetry venue. He did poetry over mic. So I went down there, yep. and I didn't have no material. I was just thinking I could just be funny. And the first time was good, but then the second time yeah, wasn't good. That's how right. it was, too. <clears throat> So I was going up there, and then finally got up. I got up at Last Unlimited, and that five minutes went by so quick. Oh yeah, sure. you know, cause like I mean, this was like 2002. It isn't like it is now. Like I was telling the comment of the day, like comedians didn't produce shows like 15, 20 years ago. Oh God, no. You either had to go to the comedy club, yeah. or grab a mic and go outside somewhere. Yep. Or do that party on the I, low. When I started, Davey O was the. His open mic was the only open mic in town. Really? And it was Friday nights, me, Hilder, Matt Markman, Brant, Tobler, all these people. It was uh, Doug Stanhope was just moving away. Yeah, yeah. But we all used to, it was Friday nights at Norma Jean's and it was on Decatur and Twain. Wow. Decatur and Twain, Decatur and Twain. I'm trying to think. Hey, that's by the pool shark. That's a neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a pool hall right there now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I live in that area. Oh yeah. Well, so I, I wanted well, just to say it was, it was a part two to that because I did my comedy and I kind of found into the same trap that he did. I really I had jokes, but it wasn't like you know nothing of substance. So I just stopped doing it like six seven years I just stopped I, you know and in that time I had a child got married started doing more things and I got to Vegas I moved I didn't even move here for comedy I moved here because my <laughs> wife wanted to move at that time and I was yeah you can ask like man it's how much to live here are oh, we going to Vegas so I started like getting that bug again I saw it on TV and I found a spot there was an open mic at the Nellis Air Force Base they only was going once a month this was like, this was uh, in, uh, the, 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 the soldiers that open mic showcase. So I started going down there. Cause, you know, I'm in the Navy, I've been in the Navy before, so I could talk to them. So I just started doing that, and then I found me heads. Me heads. I remember me heads. Yep. Oh, Andy Crumb. Yeah, yep. I, I saw, I saw a, 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 a flyer. I saw a flyer. This was not even on social media. I saw I a flyer. A and I went down to me heads, and then I started meeting all the comedians, and it just started from there. My yep. first, my first show was at the Power Exchange. Yeah. I don't know if I remember the Power Exchange. It's right over here. It's, it's, it was a sex club. Long story. Whoa. Angie Crumb reached around oh, the show yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. You never did that? No. I think I, you was taking a break around that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I remember yeah. that place. Yeah. Though, but. So we're 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 coming up towards the end of the show, and I just want to give you both opportunity to tell the audience um, what's coming up for you. If you have anything planned where we can find you if you if you on social media um you know that kind of stuff so let's start with you well um as of right now hopefully somebody that book shows is watching this show and say i remember that guy let me see what he's kind of like phil Pareto. like i hadn't talked to phil in a while and out of the blue he said hey come do a podcast like yeah let's do it yeah. you know i just did uh miss arkansas's podcast the night before really so you know that's how it starts that momentum you know so somebody could put me on the show i'm ready to try it out and see what it's like pandemic comedy but on the other side of that my other uh, I'm, a, I'm a financial professional I also sit down with families and one of my initial goals was to get comedians protected with life insurance and stuff like that but that's my business if anybody wants to hit me up on that and talk about that opportunity you can find me on Facebook Louis Bruce 
on Instagram, it's Louis Bruce. And that's just a key piece. I like motivation, inspiration. I like that too. In, in addition to the jokes. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, if there's anybody out there, talk to me, I'll talk back. There you go. I like it. Wait, how about you, Jeremy? Me, I have nothing going on. No, I bartend. I actually bartend at a bar called Blue Dogs Pub. But uh, once, con once the pandemic thing calms down a little bit, I'm going on a trip. I'm, I've been training for a mini triathlon, so I'm going to do that. Oh, snap. In Arkansas, August 2nd. That's all I got going on. But uh, all my Facebook and Instagram, everything is Jeremy H. All right. Well, listen. Yeah. So follow them. Contact them if you need some financial advice. I told this story last week. Uh, my financial advisor uh, informed me that my 401k is now a 101k. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta do that, especially now. He's, he's driving a Mercedes. I don't know what I've been that. Climbing yeah. into a Roth IRA. That's oh. what I've been doing. That's right. smart. When did you set it up? Last year. Yeah, that's for our age group. That's. Yeah. That's good, man. Go. I, I put it under Vanguard 2040. Just right. That's right. So that would right. be the financial hour. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Phil. Phil is the man in that, too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I know. So, so uh, I've been Dylan Dillagaff, and this has been uh, the Tickle Me Comedy Podcast. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you come back and watch. hope you follow us, like us, and uh, we'll be out there on social media. So with that, thank you, Jeremy. Peace out, y'all. Hey, man, thanks All for right. having me. Right. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.